Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 119 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today we're bringing you a special episode to celebrate the beginning of the year, and we'll be talking all about New Year's resolutions, staying consistent with your goals this year, and sharing some of our own personal dreams for the year using techniques we use with motivational interviewing with our clients. We did an episode last year, 67, on successful resolutions and goal setting. So if you want more on this topic, you can cruise on back to that episode that we put out just about a year ago now. That's right. (laughs) So in that episode, we talked a lot about SMART goals, that acronym where we think about something that's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Uh, We talked about not being lofty and assigning a true vision with our goal setting. And we'll talk about vision today, I think in different ways for sure. But also last episode, we talked about breaking bad behavior or habits and the behavior chain. Like, how the outcomes happened. If you end up on a binge or doing something totally off kilter, what are the processes that got you there? What were the weak points of vulnerability and how we can link in that behavior chain areas of change? So that's episode 67 on successful resolutions and goal setting. More on today's topic in there. So before we get started, just this past week, we actually kicked off our January start of our virtual food as medicine keto program. We are still allowing, however, since we're only one class in, we're still allowing for latecomers all the way through the end of the month. So when this episode airs, you'll have about two weeks if you're still on the fence or you just didn't get around to it you can very easily catch up on class one and just jump right on into our virtual classroom. That's right. In fact, many people ask, we do have live classes every other week. These are Wednesday evenings from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard. Um, It's kind of funny to mention that because the first class was an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) So you are able, as Becky said, to watch the archives, to watch them as your initial view or to review. You can watch and continue to learn throughout the entire process. And we leave the videos up for like four to six weeks after the program. So well into spring, you can use the live video content archives to continue to stay motivated in your food as medicine journey. And our virtual keto class is very unique in the sense that we talk about functional medicine layered with food as medicine application. So we address things like hypothyroid, we address things like adrenal fatigue, hormone imbalance, and within that construct, we'll talk about the difference of estrogen dominance or too low of progesterone. And we give you access to functional advanced labs, as well as the nutritional supplement line, of course, naturally nourished, and suggestions based on the symptoms and the imbalance that you're currently experiencing. 
Yes, and we're super excited. This class is our largest group to go through this program yes. to date. We're really pumped. And just this weekend, we're actually in Austin. So if our sound sounds a little bit clearer, better, it's because we're together <laughs> in the same room for once. Vibes um, are high. <laughs> but we just recorded a rebuttal video to the Jillian Michaels um keto video that just went out kind of bashing keto and her opinions on keto so I think this is super timely yeah um, to be talking about this so check that out over on our Instagram because it's pretty hilarious and by the time this airs we should have it up on YouTube as well yes so let's get into today's topic we're going to be empowering you guys on steps to manifest your goals and ways to stay accountable in the process Wait, before we do that, Allie, I want to hear a little bit about your holiday. Let's just do like a quick little wrap up since we haven't talked about it yet. This is our first episode we're actually recording in In 2019. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Um, So my holidays were awesome. We commit, Brady and I and Stella, well, she just passively commits (laughs) to not traveling for the holidays as far as we don't go to see family. So we welcome family to come visit us. But... As an entrepreneur, I find the end, that that fourth quarter of the year to be pretty stressful. I'm thinking about like my numbers, I'm thinking about changes and reflecting just like we do on ourselves of how successful we were with maybe our diet, our exercise, our lifestyle commitments, meditation. As a business sense, I do a little inventory, if you will, on what's working, what isn't and always embark on some crazy change. (laughs) So I've done things like update my electronic medical record system over the holidays. Mm. I've done things like move an office. Um, All fun things this time was our order fulfillment center. So for those of you that do follow along, and I know many of you are uh, people that support and use the Naturally Nourished supplement line, there's been delightful kinks in the road and we're on top of all of them, but we've transitioned from Brady Miller, my husband, hand packing all of your supplements to a fulfillment center. Um, we're really proud and excited of this transition. It means that we'll be able to get these high quality, potent and pure formulas into more hands because we were getting to the stage of being self-limited and Brady packing orders sometimes 16 hours of a day. <laughs> so big change and that was, I guess, my biggest quote unquote accomplishment. And then we just spent some really good mellow downtime. I did work all the way up through Christmas Eve, and um, we took a three-day trip, Brady, Stella, and I, to San Antonio, ate a lot of good quality food, walked the river, and just kind of disconnected for three days, and then plugged back in to rev up for this transition and all things New Year's resolution, because this is totally my busy season. Awesome. So it's good to get that little time to yeah, <laughs> unplug little and time. Three, and three days. <laughs> let's share you and your world travel. So <laughs> last year it was Vietnam, right? Yeah. Last year we did Vietnam and Tokyo and that was like a three week plus <laughs> maybe trip. Pretty epic and adventurous and um, quite frankly exhausting. Sorry, Byron, if you're listening. Um, So this year, I made it clear that I wanted to go for two weeks or less to somewhere closer without such a significant time change or climate change. So we ended up going to Columbia, which is only a five to six hour flight from Houston. I speak Spanish, so I felt like there wasn't as much of like a language barrier. 
Um, so it was really fun. I did have altitude sickness for like the first three days or so, which I've never experienced for. And I ended up using up all of my super turmeric and relax and regulate to try to get rid of my headache in like <laughs> the first extra. I know. I now wish I know. could have like asked for international overnight shipping because I was in desperate need, um, <laughs> but to try to get rid of my headache. Uh, but it was, a, it was a great trip all in all. The food was better than I expected, but there's always, you know, overindulgence and more cocktails and alcohol and things like that. And we'll put a link in the show notes for preparing for travel. I know Becky used a lot of those techniques and tactics and like beyond, as she said, super turmeric and relax and regulate. Some things you might want to keep on hand like berberine, um, upping your probiotics and things like that to support your immune system. So anytime you have travel throughout the year, always good things to consider. Yes, and I was considering doing a travel blog on Colombia. Still might, or I'm at least going to share some food highlights because the food was awesome. We ate ceviche literally every day, so I did make sure I took two berberine with every single meal just because of the potential for pathogens and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, But I'll definitely be sharing some some food highlights. Um, It was an awesome trip all in all, and then I got right back on track, started off the new year with a 10-day detox, which I'm just breaking from this weekend to enjoy some wine and good food and cocktails. Um, And we kicked off with some vision boarding and journaling work as well. And I was able to wrap Byron into that. So I had him with the glue stick and magazines doing a craft project. (laughs) Amazing. The next weekend after New Year's. That's amazing. I always love jumping in with a detox myself and we will put some resources in there because if you still are off track when you're hearing this on the 14th of January or after, a 10-day detox is a fantastic reset. It provides structure and you can layer in an option of a low glycemic diet or ketogenic approach through the whole 10 days and you're taking therapeutic nutritional supplements that actually upregulate and support the biochemical processes that are necessary to encapsulate and excrete toxins. So a really good refresh. We recommend it quarterly or minimum semi-annually. So this may be the time to jump in and you would be purchasing the ebook, the Reset, Restore, Renew 10-Day Detox ebook, which is over 35 pages with a tight protocol of how to do it, why it matters, and a lot of functional medicine information and recipe support. And then you also get the detox packs that you'd want to purchase and the protocol will advise you on how you take those to support actually a functional detox. This is not a juice cleanse. You eat protein throughout it. You feel satiated and man, does it feel good in your body to get that reset. I know that I always feel like a million bucks when I end a detox and I always have a new relationship with food. Like one thing that I keep in, one thing I keep out and it's this continuing kind of onion unlayering of how I improve and redefine my relationship with food. Yeah, I love it. It was a really good way to just kind of tighten things back up and I just ended up going back into tight keto, you know, not following our protocol per se, because I helped write the protocols and right. recipes. So I kind of know them in the back of my head, but it felt really good to just like stock the fridge with detox supporting cruciferous veggies. And then I just took our detox packs three times a day for 14 days. 
Again, I got Byron on it Ten too. Days. Yeah. Ten well, days. I, I did it for Oh, you did 14? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You needed I know. it. <laughs> um, wait, that's not true. It's <laughs> literally a lie. Yeah. It was like got... 11 to 12, I guess. Okay. Right? Okay. Or not even. 10. No, it was, it was a 10 day detox. It was 10, you guys. It felt like. <laughs> It felt like 14 days. It was 10. You're totally right. Um, and by the end of it, Byron, though, was like pulling up his shirt and showing me his abs. He's like, Ooh. look, babe, I can see my abs. And then this weekend decided to <laughs> go we'll off see. keto and go off all the things. So anyway, transitioning into meat of today's episode, um, did you do any like reflecting or journaling or anything of that nature around the new year or any like activities with the fam to kind of reset for the new year not we didn't collage that did not oh, happen man. in the Miller household <laughs> no um but I do I always get a little bit nostalgic and like I said both with the business but also personally I like to kind of do a little bit of a recalibration and last year I like to assign a word of intention and purpose I'm very much as you guys know if you've read my book the anti-anxiety diet I'm very into mantra and I'm into writing the internal script of your self-talk because that truly is going to have a big influence on your day-to-day function, your choices, but also even on your biochemistry. It's really wild how your thoughts can actually influence cellular expression. It's amazing. Um, and uh, so much on that by Dr. Uh, Lipton, uh, Bruce Lipton, who's awesome. He has a book called How Your Thoughts Affect Your Biology. Well, anyway, last year, my word was mellow. And um, Becky may laugh about it, as does Brady, (laughs) because they're like, dude, you like wrote a book. You, you know, this was my first full year of being in virtual clinic, a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of growth on social media platforms, and really just kind of sharing the message on larger levels so there's been a lot of growth and expansion but I would say that I think mellow really happened Um, and in some ways mellow happened so much that when I think of 2019 and things that I want there may have been elements where I was too mellow (laughs) so from working from home I've found that although I may still be working late I only need really a five minute (laughs) AM routine. And so I can very easily just wash my face, keep my slippers on, and Brady brings me up my fat-fueled coffee and I rock and roll in clinic. Um, So that's a lot more mellow than having to put on makeup, having to drive to the office, sit in rush hour traffic, right? And that, that, those types of things. I've also found that mellow has worked with my ability to connect with uh, Stella and Brady and really prioritize. I feel less thin going into this year and not physically sense, but but this like emotional thinness of feeling overcommitted and overstretched. Um, and that's why this year in my commitments, I've decided my word, it's a hyphenated word, <laughs> is root deep. Um, and so what root deep to me means that I want to continue to keep growing and expanding, but stay grounded and connected at the same time. Um, I want to more focus on defining myself within the greater Austin community because I think I was so focused with my transition during 2017. In 2018, I wanted to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time, like really committing to this virtual thing. 
But when I reflect back and I think of like book signings and lectures and such, I really want in 2019 to do more community events. And um, I'm thinking of possibly doing like a wellness retreat. Um, And so I think defining myself within this community and then also looking at as the buzz and the growth spreads and expands that I keep myself tight and grounded and rooted in integrity and also in living what I preach. And so I'm highlighting some other things like because I was so mellow, maybe my exercise has come down because I really gave my body a break. But definitely within this root deep, I want to kind of tighten up structurally as well and focus on commitment strategy with movement and exercise as a big thing. And we'll get more into that. It's a very multifaceted, multidimensional yes. word and kind of a visual. Yeah. I really like that as yeah, well. Yeah, because I feel like you need to grow deep down to grow up and out. And so my root system is what's going to allow expansion without that that feeling of that that lightness, I guess, or whatnot. So last year, Becky, you didn't assign a word, but you were committed on sleep as a big focus, right? And um, hashtag don't die. (laughs) You also had a pretty rockin' year. It was pretty rockin'. Um, So yeah, I I honestly didn't spend a lot of time on goal setting. Um, Again, I got back from like this whirlwind of a huge trip and just kind of launched into the year and didn't have necessarily didn't make time for reflection on like what had worked hadn't worked in the past year is just like okay I'm in it I'm in the thick of a lot of things I was finishing up my master's going into my first full year of clinic we just had a really rocking year um, with the business and all the things my husband transitioned jobs we moved just apartments not cities but still it was a lot of things and it went really fast and yeah the goal was get more sleep, which I actually did. And I really worked in um, a lot more, I would say, sleep hygiene and kind of bedtime routine. Um, And it ebbed and flowed throughout the year, but I got like, you know, a solid seven-ish hours, maybe on average. I don't want anyone anyone to quote me on that or like look at my tracker, but I feel like I did a better job with getting to bed earlier. And so, yeah, what are the highlights of your sleep hygiene? Because yeah. I know there's a lot of listeners. And we can link relevant a episode on insomnia. But I know one of your hygiene things is a sleep mask, which mm-hmm. you gave to me before I lectured at Paleo FX. And I am addicted to my sleep mask. I feel like – I don't know if it's a melatonin thing. I know melatonin does increase with darkness. But there's also like the physiological comfort for whatever reason mm-hmm. of like the band mm-hmm. and it like holding mm-hmm. my eyes. And they're like these really nice – crushed velvet or velour sleep mask so it feels like super luxurious but that was my whole thing last year was like okay we're turning our bedroom into a haven for sleep I love that I am not bringing in my laptop like it does not it used to come into bed with me and like sleep next to me mine is still on my lap all the time uh uh and your office is in your bedroom so there's you know improvement to be made but no judgment (laughs) It's all good. Um, <laughs> but we we really worked on, uh, we got blackout curtains and those were like total game changer. They were just like the cheapy ones from Target. So they're not like amazing, amazing. Someday I'll upgrade and have ones that are like serious blackout. So I do the blackout curtains. I do have a sleep mask. Um, I use an essential oil diffuser with oils like lavender that are really nice and relaxing for that wind down yeah um what else do we do we upgraded our bedding i think 
And um, we also brought in an air filter for the bedroom. So not only purifying quality of the air, but it also has kind of that white noise like sound Stella. Effect. Like Stella. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. And then the the actual routine of like, okay, my husband with this job change, Byron was trying to get himself in bed by like 9 p.m., which to me, like at you know, the beginning of last year felt so outlandish because I was used to emailing until 2 a.m. sometimes and sometimes still happens, but it was that routine of like setting an alarm on my phone. Right. This is time to go to bed. So all of that being said. Um, for this year, yes, I want to focus on, so I've got the sleep down, my word for this year, and, and I think I'm being a little bit more intentional about goal setting, kind of what I want to create so that this year doesn't just like happen to me and yeah. <laughs> I can really lay claim on the good things that happen and, and make them happen. Um, my word is energy for this year. And it doesn't mean like I'm going to stay up all night and be, you know, energetic bouncing off the walls. It means that I will build on this habit of sleep and kind of that foundational, you know, I'm not flat out, flatline exhausted and work on cultivating a morning routine that I love. Cause that's something I've always like <laughs> had yeah. a dream of having and I just don't like I We all want to be yeah. Cinderella with the birds I chirping. Know, I know. And I'm just not. And like my adrenals have been flatlined for however many years I've been testing them, but I feel gradual improvements with all the formulas I take and all mm-hmm. the things I do. Um, and, you know, my morning routine right now is pretty... Yeah, I get my matcha made. I get a little bit of makeup on. I have implemented walking to our office, which is about 15 minutes now from where I just moved. So that's a nice kind of refresher. can listen to part of a podcast. But I want to bring in some movement beyond that, some journaling, and just like a little bit more ease. So energy to get out of bed in the morning is one mm-hmm. <laughs> part of this word. And then the other piece, I think, is just being really intentional about where I'm putting my energy. So that being like the relationships and people I'm invested into and not invested into, um, that being a gratitude practice and just kind of shifting my own energy when I notice that it's negative or just not in the right place when I'm being a little bit gripey I was going to call you gripey fish. Yeah, (laughs) gripey fish. Mm -hmm. I know I appear bubbly and happy and positive and I am happy and (laughs) positive 99.9% of the time. Becky and Brady are gripey fish and Byron and I are eternal optimists (laughs) that are like forever students and so excited by the world. And um, so as a for instance, Brady's New Year's resolution as a like he's obviously not going to do a collage but he's like uh uh, babe i don't know why you keep talking about these things and after i kept bugging him he's like my new year's resolution is to wear my clear glasses more so now mark my word (laughs) we're recording this on the 12th of january and i'm hey that man has worn his clear glasses every day. I'm going to say he's at least chosen a, an, a resolution that's achievable. This is and achievable. he's already achieved it 12 year, oh days into the year. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about a little bit um, for listeners how we can take an inventory. So I created a tool and posted it as a blog a year and a half ago uh, when I was transitioning from Houston to Austin. And... Um, There's an episode uh, number 43 called Living Your Bliss on the podcast. And that was Becky's second episode with me, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, I talked a lot about my transition. So if you're in a space of feeling a little bit lost or disenchanted with where you are in your life, it's a really awesome one to listen to. I talked about, you know, driving with your passion and making changes that are scary and may not sound to be the quote unquote right change, but intuitively, if you know it's what you need to do, you have to go for it. And so one of the tools that we talk about in that episode that I want to share in detail today is what I call your life inventory checklist. So this is 30 questions and they will help you to gain clarity on how you are spending your time and energy, essentially your most important resource, right? And you answer the questions just very objectively with always, sometimes, or never. So you want to do it pretty quickly. Don't think too hard about each question. And you want to then step back and reflect upon what are some of the items that are sometimes that you really feel are important to make always happen? What are some of the things that are happening always that you would allow to grade down to sometimes to allow something that's never happening to sometimes happen? And what are the things that are sometimes that you'd be okay with creating or doing less and making that a never? So... We'll just kind of back and forth read them in chunks to you guys, but we'll be sure to post a link. And once you've determined your word for the year, this is a really great practice to assign kind of how you're distributing, again, your time and energy. So the questions include things like, is my home life serene? Do I have downtime? Do I take time to deal with incoming mail and bills? Do I focus time to volunteer for a charity? Am I belly laughing daily? Do the significant people in my life receive my attention when they need it? Do I keep my appointments? Do I see my friends? Do I eat regular healthy meals? Am I in control of my calendar? Do I take time to exercise? Are my home repairs done in a timely manner? Do I second guess simple decisions? Is my pantry stocked? Do I frequent my local farmer's market? Do I connect and participate in my community? Do I find time to get out and enjoy nature? Am I getting enough sleep? Do I take regular vacations? Do I work less than 10 hours per day? Is my work fulfilling? Do I live my purpose? Do I speak my voice when needed? Yes, with the recent Jillian Michaels thing. (laughs) (laughs) Am I surrounding myself with people that inspire me? Yes. Uh, Do I take time to connect with my body? Am I breathing in a relaxed state? Do I experience gratitude on a daily basis? Am I taking supplements and nutritional vitamins daily? Am I nourishing my body with whole foods? And do I take the time to deviate from plans and indulge? So again, you can grab this tool on the blog, literally print it out Mm -hmm. and go through it. Maybe even give it to your significant other or friend or family member who could also use or who is doing goal setting along with you. Um, And in preparation for this episode, I went through and did it. And I think a couple that I was, you know, I'm always intrigued by the ones that come up every year, but a couple that kind of surprised me or the ones I'd like to see shift um, were my community and connection questions. So, you know, getting out in the community and connecting with other human beings. I definitely see a lot of humans in (laughs) my line of work and uh, people coming into the office. And I am working both in person and virtually 
but starting to shift more toward our virtual model. And I do notice there's this like little bit of a disconnect where I'm like, oh my God, it's been like a week since I've, you know, hugged someone other than my husband. You know, obviously I have that connection at least every day, Uh, but physical connection, making sure I'm making plans and keeping plans with friends. And a lot of my friends have moved out of Houston and we have intentions someday of moving out of Houston too. So I think I started to allow myself to like check out like, uh, we're probably moving in like a year or two anyway. So like, I don't need to continue to cultivate and nourish or like make new friends. (laughs) But right. Beyonce. No No new friends. Right. Um, But right. In that mindset, I think it's really important to spend that time, right, and be introspective on the why it's not happening because that's an exact, maybe it's a defense mechanism that you don't want to reroute if you're looking to move on. And so it's like you maybe subconsciously have created barriers or segregation. And I think Completely, I can relate, like I said, with that word mellow, <laughs> like I mellowed myself into <laughs> sometimes I won't even see because I work virtually. <laughs> sometimes I literally won't see another human beyond Brady and Stella for three days because I work from home. I might walk her to the park. Someone might not be playing there and, you know, back at it and doing the same thing. So the answers, again, don't have to be right or wrong, but you'll definitely find things like, for instance, the is my home life serene? That's a recent change, actually, before I even pulled out for this year, reflecting on the inventory checklist, that Brady and I had like a tipping point. And, you know, your space can manifest so much emotion and so much of your perspective on your day-to-day function. And so we, for Christmas presents for each other, bought each other plants. And we really pushed, as far as our home life being serene, to comb down and really clean up Stella's toys because we really literally one night looked at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, Minnie and Paw Patrol and primary colors are everywhere in our house. Taking over. And we really dig like more of a rustic zen vibe and that doesn't include any of those things. So we did. We got a a, um, chest, brought it downstairs and everything that doesn't fit in there aside from her library shelf of books was donated and then you know there's of course some toys in her bedroom but that was a huge cleansing and I can't tell you just being in the space I feel so much more grounded and authentically like me and like it's our energy it's our space so these are really great things that you can make changes as simple as that redecorating a room and when I reflected on this punch list I saw positive strides in breathing in a relaxed state I remember, you know, I think this transition to virtual for me and personal ownership and although I put out a book with a publisher this past year which was different and scary, it was still something that I had good control of and I felt that I was able to manage and I think I practice gratitude much more with Stella. That's another huge pro. In fact, every night when I'm putting her down, she'll grab my cheeks with her hands and say, Mama, thank you for fill in the blank. So she'll say like, thank you for helping make pumpkin pancakes today, mama. Or mama, thank you for taking me to the farmer's market. And it's just really cool to know that she's practicing gratitude. And that keeps me just in that bliss appreciation factor, which is so important as far as assessing your your day-to-day return on investment. So those are big wins. The space, the breathing, 
the gratitude, nourishing my body for sure. Working from home has been a positive change of cooking a lot more and the book helps me to do that, especially now signing on with the Anti-Anxiety Diet Cookbook. I have to continue to stay relevant and keep things creative, play with flavor profiles. So all of these things are positive. Now it's important to note if you have a never, that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing. You just have to take it into perspective. So like the do I work less than 10 hours a day? I think it would be nice in theory to make that a sometimes <laughs> because it's still a never for me. Um, but the fact that I'm getting the positives and the always of living my purpose, speaking my voice, belly laughing and other things that's okay. So it, it, it's all about a give and take and understanding the whys and being introspective on that so you can create areas of change where needed. Right. It's a little bit of a, a trade-off game and it's not, it doesn't need to look perfect. Again, it's a non-judgmental way of assessing yourself. And then you can take something like this and shift it into, you know, taking inventory and then what are the three or Workshop four things it. you want to work on. Yeah, You take that into creating the habits and the goals that are actually going to have you making those measurable changes and strides for the year. Yeah. So let's get yes. into some of the nitty gritty yeah. of goal setting beyond, you know, creating a word and, and taking inventory. Um, last year, like I said, I wasn't super happy that I didn't set specific goals for myself because it's kind of like, yeah, I achieved these awesome things and I kind of knew I would finish my master's anyway. I guess I could have called that a goal, but like, I was going to do it anyway. It's kind of like the wearing clear glasses <laughs> goal is something you're going to do anyway. Is it necessarily the best goal to strive for? Um, so I did decide to do this this year and I was actually really inspired and might be a little bit girl crushing on Rachel Hollis right yes. now. We were actually going to do like a book club because I talked to Becky about her book, Girl, Girl Wash Your Face is the one you read, right? Yes. And I really wanted to read it too. And I was like, oh, Becky, over break, we'll both read this. And then we'll like pull in our speaking points for this episode. So I know some of Becky speak will be inspired. I watch her Instagram lives, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the business transition, did not get to reading the book. But I know she's an awesome motivational speaker. And so, yeah, what were some of the big ahas and things that you learned that you think is relevant to share with the audience? Sure. So I'll probably read a quote or two in a moment here from her actual book but one of the other practices she gets into a little bit in girl wash your face and i think her new book that's coming out girl stop apologizing yeah. is going to talk even more about the goal setting process so um i listened to her podcast the rise podcast as well and she um outlines this practice that she does called a start today journal and it's pretty similar to some of this stuff we talked about back in episode 67 in terms of starting with a vision for your life and like where you want to be in 10 years, um, speaking from vision and really getting very specific and kind of detailed, getting clarity on what your life looks like. And then working backward to figure out the goals that will actually end up getting you there. So she calls this practice 10, 10, 1 which is basically starting from that 10-year vision, figuring out 10 dreams. They're not necessarily goals yet, right? They're dreams that will make that vision a reality. And then one goal to start on or focus on first. Um, so she does outline this in one of her podcast episodes. It's from November 26th. If you want to go into the archives of the Rise podcast to hear this like read 
out, uh, but I did bring Allie this journal. Yeah, <laughs> so that was one of my a... <laughs> holiday gifts from Becky. So and I, I will commit to doing that. Yep. I'm committing uh-huh. to it. Awesome. I meant to bring you my copy of the book too, but I totally forgot. So I did do my homework and read the book, uh, but I think I had more time and space to do <laughs> such a thing yeah. over the holiday. Um, so she goes through in this episode a full kind of goal setting coaching session. You don't need to buy any of the books to do this. You can literally do this on a piece of paper. Um, and we won't go into, because it's obviously her brand and her stuff, we won't go into specifics of what she says you know, to do about it, but we can talk through, I think, how to get to the vision and kind of why that's important. Yeah, so I have a hard time understanding how one goal makes the 10 dreams and 10-year vision. Can you give an example that you recall? Sure. Um, so if the 10-year vision... Or maybe one of your examples. Yeah. <laughs> like... Be Oprah. <laughs> Be Oprah. That came up on my vision board, but I don't think she made it into my um, 10 dreams. So the 10-year vision, you might, and this vision set, setting exercise is like super, like I said, specific. It's like you sit down and you kind of meditate on what kind of car do you drive? What kind of foods do you eat? What people are you surrounding yourself with? How do you talk to the people in your life? Who's in your life? you know, where do you live? How does your home feel? And you can totally use if you're more of like a visual person or you need cues, something like a vision board to start with that manifesting. So starting from that vision, if that vision has you, you know, really well off financially, not having to work work or worry about money or whatever it is, um, you would start with those dreams of, let's say your dream is I have $10 million in the bank. And then the goal from there is a micro kind of breakdown of that. So $10 million in the bank is like a 10-year lofty. And you don't even assign in her practice. I actually really like this, that you don't assign a timeline to every single goal. Because when I've been trained on goal setting in the past, I've been taught to have a timeline. And, And I think it should have some semblance of the timeline so you don't let yourself off the hook. But like... If you say you're going to do something by January 1st next year and you do it in February, like you've still achieved it and you shouldn't feel like a failure just because you didn't meet that deadline. So I really like that. But if the goal is 10 million in the bank, let's say in 10 years, but you're still at this moment, you know, dealing with student loans and debt debt, and, you know, your salary is never going to add up to that. It's figuring out the one goal that you can actually focus on right now. So it doesn't all add up and the the 10 dreams won't all have a specific goal attached to them at the same time. So it's kind of like, what am I focusing on first? And then once I've achieved that first thing, you know, maybe another goal gets a little bit of loving. So you can kind of like hop around between the goals if that makes sense. Um, so maybe your, your one goal would be I put... toward my loans every month for the next year. And that's something at the end of the year you could actually check off. That's a small step toward that goal, but it doesn't get you to $10 million per se. So then once you've achieved that, maybe the next year you're working on bringing in a second stream of income or something like that. So you can apply in some ways like smart goal setting within the goals of getting to your vision, I guess. And I think it's important to have these big picture visions. I'm I'm not into as much like woo-woo as a lot of people are. And so it's always good to share varied perspectives. I was telling Becky last night, I was like, I have a really hard time 
with that because if I would look five years back, some of where I am today in my career and my brand and my growth and my relationship with Stella and where whatever, I don't think I would have envisioned and I'm so proud and happy to be here that it's almost like I'd be like, hexing myself <laughs> to like set a vision I don't know it's a, it's a strange feeling for me but I'm gonna try to step outside of my comfort zone and do it for a couple months and see see what happens with it because I do think a vision's important as far as the concept of like a GPS in your car right you need to know where you're going and there definitely is this sense of accomplishment to check off boxes and I'm very into big picture functionality when I look at like my business my family goals and then allocating the to-do list I love crossing off boxes and lines um but it's a it's a different approach to to dream I guess so big in in those sense of things to me that feel like eye roll um it's an eye roll and it's a scary and weird experience like the vision setting stuff can be it can be super woo woo it puts me out of my comfort zone for sure and I don't think that's a bad thing I would right. say is like you know dream big and then like next year you can totally change it and shift it and be like I actually don't want any of those things like I remember the first time I was introduced and kind of had this activity of sorts forced on myself it was when I was working for Lululemon and they're a great company in the sense that they do a lot of um, development for their employees so they had us do a goal setting activity with a coach and I was so like uncomfortable and weird around it that I just sat there and I was like, I don't know, I didn't see anything in my vision setting. And I was like, I see myself like my husband's out for a run and I'm on the beach and like I'm barefoot in the kitchen baking blueberry muffins. And like, that's not my freaking vision. Like, who is this person? <laughs> you know? So yours might end up being like much more concrete or like using right. words like, I'm a badass, you know, entrepreneur who now owns 55 different you know, empires or whatever the heck it is. Right. It may look a little bit different for every person. And yeah. like this style of goal setting probably isn't for everyone. Exactly. Either. And I think that lends to the conversation of maybe there's something to be said about acceptance and love or gratitude or maybe the unresolution, like maybe just being cool with <laughs> where we're at and continuing to strive for better doesn't mean that there has to be a dissonance or a dynamic of a all or nothing approach like you can it's like that whole idea of body acceptance right where like you think of your body as your family or your household there's parts or members that you're gonna love more than others like I feel really good generally speaking about my legs but my arms being post-mom and the weight I gained with being pregnant is an area I'm a little bit more self-conscious. But do I want to say I hate my arms? No, I just love other areas more and I can still love my whole body. And I may have a goal to increase definition, but I want to think of, and this is a huge strategy I use with clients too, like if you have, especially in the concept of weight loss goals or body composition change, if you just set your mile mark at a down-the-line vision, and you don't love yourself in the process, you're going to have a really hard time striving and feeling like you're coming from a state of emptiness. So the idea of like in that idea of body acceptance, shifting up your wardrobe to find outfits that make you feel more confident and sexy in your skin today is probably going to get you more success in the long haul of your journey because of the, the mental space you're in with acceptance with growth versus like getting out, getting ahead and, and kind of pulling yourself up. 
Right. Or like literally buying jeans one size smaller that yeah. are your someday jeans. And then it's like, those are really expensive, nice jeans. And like, I can't wear them. What the heck? Yep. Yep. So Buy I think new jeans. I think the whole <laughs> the whole process is something to, to think through. And, and with always, like I said, I think it's important to stay motivated and reaching forward and growing and expanding. But with that, that's kind of back to this root deep, right? Like what do you invest within yourself in the now? And keeping that rooted system I think is super, super important. Yes. So before we go on to uh, more, we're going to take a word from our sponsor who we indulged in their mindful matcha just today, Further Food, which is one of our favorite companies, definitely our favorite collagen and gelatin on the market. They provide products that are the highest quality food as medicine supplements in food form. Um, And so they have grass-fed collagen. uh, They have also wild-caught cod collagen they are non-gmo hormone-free antibiotic-free and they have an awesome further food community that is made up of functional practitioners nutritionists and other health heroes who share their personal journeys in fact they're wrapping up right now a 10-day sugar or not 10-day excuse me it's just a sugar detox that i was um, so grateful to be asked to be a coach in so i've been doing some fun collab events They have guest posted some of Becky's food recipe blogs, and uh, I was just on an Instagram live with Ashley, Um, so they're they're awesome people. Yeah, we met Ashley and her team this year at KetoCon, and they have taken really good care of us, I have to say, by sending us all of their new products as they're coming out. They rolled out gelatin. They're like killing it. They rolled out a gelatin product this year. Yeah, I wonder what their vision board looks like. I know. (laughs) We should should talk to them about that. Ladies, if you're listening, we'd love to have a glass of wine with you. Uh, But Further Food is really proud to be women owned and operated and we absolutely love that they are you know kind of a small company versus some of these mega big collagen companies that shall remain nameless and are good in their own right Um, but we love that it's a small company and really keeps their sourcing super clean super transparent which i think is so so important and each of the three women on the team has had their own personal experience with chronic illness from ibs to crohn's to thyroid disease and you know, being that these chronic illnesses disproportionately affect women, um, and you know, are underfunded, underserved in traditional medicine, they really are striving to create a community-driven, comprehensive online platform, and create these food-based wellness insights and supplements um, to support, you know folks going through the same thing, which I think is amazing. Yes. So like I said, they have collagen, gelatin, now a mindful matcha, which has like superfood greens in it and some adaptogens. And then their turmeric product is also awesome, uh, which we use on the blog in our golden milk recipe. So a lot of antioxidant density and anti-inflammatory whole body healing support. Um, One of my other favorite things about Further Food is they do have collagen packs for on the go so this is something that I incorporate in my travel and as you guys know from following my recipes I like to add collagen and gelatin to a lot of recipes to help to create optimal macros adding protein or even like to thicken a sauce gelatin is definitely my go-to without processed products like cornstarch and gunk yeah and their products are super affordable really good price point yeah and accessible, super easy company to work with. And again, like I said, really clean, transparent, grass-fed, pasture-raised, 
wild that was products. The, that the big win. Yes. Yep. I don't know if we mentioned the cod collagen. But I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we've <laughs> mentioned. Um, so Further Food, uh, you can go to furtherfood.com. Use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout. You will get 10% off. So again, AllieMillerRD. That helps them to know that you heard about them through our podcast. It shows also that, you know, you're listening and that helps them to support us by being a sponsor. And um, it will get you 10% off. So furtherfood.com, AllieMillerRD. Go treat yourself and support your system in the process. Awesome. So let's dig deeper now into creating successful habits and specifically around our area of expertise before we go to woo-woo or down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's I talk- prefer that space. Yes. I feel so much more comfortable. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> diet, wellness, lifestyle, because I know that's what our listeners are expecting to hear from us. So yes. let's talk about some strategies that you have for reset in this new year and creating and and sustaining those healthy habits? Yeah. So I think it's really important to always know the why and the why can be redefined. So the why could be, um, you know, I'm, I'm committing, for instance, let's say, uh, to do nutritional ketosis for 12 weeks without, you know, any, cheating, let's say. I don't like the term cheat. That's a whole other story, but without any deviation, right? So I'm going to stay in tight nutritional ketosis for 12 weeks, or I'm going to stay away from any food that has an ingredient that I can't pronounce or understand for 12 weeks. So you have this commitment or a goal, and the why comes back to kind of the vision, right? So why am I doing this as far as first off, I want to do this so that I can feel more grounded. I want to feel better in my body. I want to feel less inflamed. Um, I've had clients that are looking for weight loss that have shared things like, I want to be able to walk side by side on the sidewalk with my granddaughter, or I want to be able to ride in a certain ride or sit on a boat or, or what have you, right? So there's dynamics of whys, and you want to have a good visual or experiential connection to that on an emotional heartstring, if you will. And then you also should have a why on the mechanism of action or like some of the science behind it, especially if you're doing this as a therapeutic tool. So coming back to this whole like Jillian Michaels thing, right? Like I'm doing the ketogenic diet because I know that when my body makes ketones that it reduces oxidative stress and inflammation in my body. And I know now, because I read the anti-anxiety diet book, that when my body makes ketones, that those cross my blood-brain barrier and sit on the receptors to help to regulate my stress response and support my GABA expression, which is our main mellowing out neuro compound. Um, So I have a why on a mechanism. I have a why on an experience. And that really helps then on the day-to-day what's or the doing. And, you know, I always say that weight loss has three different phases. There's the immediate, which is your day-to-day functional decisions, like I'll sub out the potato with roasted vegetable, or I choose to not grab candy out of the candy bowl at work or whatnot. Those are immediate. Then there's the environmental changes or the um, situational, which is like I've cleaned out my pantry or I decided to go to a clean restaurant with accessibility to these things. And then there's the permanent. And the permanent is really rewiring your reward mechanisms in the brain. And when you rewire your reward mechanisms and you feel like you're like feeling freaking amazing and you're killing it, that's when you reset your why and you make that connection with the what. 
Sure. And I think a really good place to start if you're like, uh, I'm doing this because it's good for me, question mark. You know, that's not a good enough I why. think good. I think it's good for you. Um, but a really good you place You need to, a new health yeah, guru, yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. Girlfriend. Um, you need to start listening to more podcast episodes yeah. by us. Yeah, I was going to say our podcast, we give you the why and then some. Um, so pretty much any episode ever we're going to give you the why and then our virtual keto group is a really amazing place to get the why not only of why you're doing keto or why you're making specific food choices but really going all the way down the lovely rabbit hole that we love to go down um, in terms of why this works for various other functional approaches from resetting hormones to decreasing inflammation in the body and then you'll be able to speak intelligently to other people and defend your diet to haters like Jillian Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and so the what's could be things from intermittent fasting to uh, sipping six to eight ounces of bone broth five times a week to increasing your leafy greens, to tightening up your carb restriction, right? And you will find out through our program as we guide you, and we've got to just shout it out because, you know, we only allow people in through the end of the month. So if you're listening to this as an archive, jump now. But again, the what's are to empower your whys. And there's so many different ways that we can choose to, with an abundance perspective, add something therapeutic, like maybe take the super turmeric uh, supplement in the line because it has that one gram of curcuminoids in the most bioavailable form and that is going to help you to get off of the Aleve or the Advil that you're taking regularly for your joint pain and that is going to reduce your food sensitivity because you're not driving leaky gut anymore with an NSAID. So it's really important I think because if that vision board for that individual is to feel pain free that's how they get there. That's how we, you know, step back and make these these uh, snippets or, or, or inserts, right, of these functional changes. Right. And then if you're starting from a very, you know, baseline perspective and wanting more just around the whys behind why you should eat real food in the first place or you're not quite ready to, like, make the jump into something like keto, the Optimal Eating Program would be yes. a really good way to start to lay that foundation or even something to, like, gift to a family member who is looking to make those changes and needs more of kind of their own foundation and their own why. And the other one to mention, like Becky just got off of, the 10-Day Detox too because it just has that awesome reset and structure. And structure is so big. So let's talk a little bit on that. If we're talking about um, accountability, let's say, and structure. I know recently you've really enjoyed, uh, what's the app you're using for exercise? It's called sweat and I will link it in the show notes because I believe my link allows a free trial so I always we always love to give you guys things for free or discounts whenever we can Uh, but it's called the sweat app and it is a 12-week program that has kind of various entry levels so you can start you know if you have weights at home it's it's an exercise program hopefully that's obvious by the name but um (laughs) maybe not um so a 12-week program various entry points whether you have a gym accessible and have you know experience and knowledge of using some of the machines in the gym or you're total beginner and you have just a yoga mat and like you know something you can a chair you can use to step up on or something like that Um, but it's a really good accountability system again of like structure and checking the boxes so it has you go through these 28 minute workouts so 
four sets of, I don't know exactly how many exercises. Honestly, I just do it to check the boxes. Right. Um, so four different sets targeting an area of the body and gives you the structure of, okay, three times a week you need to work in resistance and then four times you need to work in cardio and your cardio can be just like going for a walk. And I just, I love that like checking the boxes. It has a place you can put your water consumption in too Ooh. if you want to, which I'm really good about neither water, of us so have to work to. on but a lot um, of people do but, you know if you need that that structure it's a really good place to start um how are you Allie I'm curious how are you creating accountability and structure around the exercise goals that you have for yeah. yourself I, I know you're wanting to do maybe two classes you said a yeah week. so that was the area of the life inventory uh, checklist also I had an area of weakness with the volunteering in the community but uh yeah, yeah. Um, we both need an action plan there. And, um, yeah, the other one was exercise and movement. So I've mellowed so hard (laughs) from 2018 because mellow again was my word. I've mellowed so hard that sometimes I don't take my slippers off all day, which means if I haven't taken my slippers off, I damn sure as hell have not walked five miles, right? So sometimes with mellow, I get a little too sucked into, I guess, relaxation um, or I'm, I'm not relaxing mental and emotional I'm working hard but I'm not moving my body so I used to always for instance when I was in my Houston office walk during my lunch break so I'm definitely missing some of that passive movement and I can feel it, it it's not necessarily like a body focus it's more of a physiological influence in my body so I actually had reached out to Danny and Mara um, from Fat Fueled Family and had asked them to guide me and they've put together a really awesome resistance program I asked for the support I think in like October so I was not the most compliant client for them in the sense that I didn't really hit it hard but I have that and I'm going to employ that I think two times a week and then I'm taking a bar class Um, As a history, as a dancer, that's something that I really enjoy, that functional movement and the stretch within the micro movement and fatiguing the muscle to the point of shake. And then I'm also doing a yoga class and that's helping me with breath work and just staying, again, connected to my body. So that's my commitment. I've had to revamp with Brady our schedule for Stella. I've had to, you know, really just get into a non-negotiable. And I think that this takes us to this Rachel Hollis point that Mm. I've heard her talk about on Instagram and you read in the book about kind of like keeping your own personal commitments to yourself. Let's talk about that because I think that's an exact thing. Like if I have a yoga class that I want to go to at 4.15, but something happens in my business, like any fire, I have to put out so many fires all the time, I always prioritize the need of the business over my personal need. And I'll I'll cancel on myself that exercise sure. appointment with, with a glance. And you even called me out. You've been like, dude – don't you want to go to that four o'clock class? And I'm like, no, no, we have to keep grinding on this, you know, website re- rehab or whatever it is. And like sometimes that needs to happen. So what you do is you figure out how you're going to still hit that goal for the week. But yeah, having any goal, it's not just going to freaking happen on its own. You can't just right. like expect, you know, if you say you're going to work out twice a week or four times a week or whatever, you can't just expect it to happen on its own without that prioritization. So the thing I really like from Rachel Hollis's book that she says is when you really want something you'll find a way yeah you don't really want something you'll find an excuse and she gets into talking about you know the promises that you make to yourself or the commitment that you make to yourself to you know get in that workout or to clean your closet or whatever it is will be the easy 
most easily blown off thing on your calendar. You probably aren't going to blow off your client. You aren't going right. to blow off Never. you know, an appointment that you have. But that appointment with yourself is the one that we're all canceling all the time. And if that was your friend that you had a standing commitment for coffee every Monday morning after you drop the kids off, whatever, and she blew you off three weeks in a row, would you still make plans with that friend? And would you still even be friends with that person and would you trust them and it's this kind of chipping away on a subconscious level of your trust and your relationship with yourself totally and I think often as you know women a lot of us are givers so we push out you know more than we're gonna (laughs) self-care prime example I haven't had my hair done in 13 months now so like (laughs) here I am I've been thinking about that I need to create like a personal commitment of self-care within this because again with mellow I kind of just like let things go (laughs) I don't have hairy armpits and dreadlocks again so like I haven't gone that mellow but anyway um so when we're talking about these commitments that really resonated with me when she she gave the brunch example kind of like Becky's coffee date of like if you make brunch plans with a friend and they diss you three times, you're not going to ask that friend to go to brunch with you. And I do that with exercise. I had a huge aha moment with exercise mm-hmm. where I'll like take a moment and I'll look at a class and I'll be like, oh, that looks great. I'll literally write it on my calendar or block it in my schedule and then I override it with whatever the day-to-day need is. Maybe a client emails me that's going in through a Crohn's flare or maybe someone messages me that can't process their order or access materials, I'm always going to prioritize that output. And I think that that's a pathway to lead to that thinness or emptiness that isn't this grounded root deep where I'm transitioning to sole purpose commitment. And so I love that, not canceling on your own plans and committing and prioritizing your own self as the VIP. It goes into that same concept, right? Of like, you will be a better mother, a better friend, a better wife if you can love and support and care for yourself. It's that whole like oxygen mask on you before others. Yeah. And then getting to the nitty gritty of writing it on your calendar, blocking yourself like 30 minutes before. So all of those scenarios that you can possibly imagine, and this is like an exercise if you're having trouble, you know, keeping a habit, going through the scenarios of like, okay, what would make me bail on this thing? Uh, if a client emails me, okay, so don't check your email within an hour of that class time. Do something else, right? Or, you know, if traffic hits, I'm probably going to turn around. If I know I'm going to walk in late and everyone's going to look at me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you need to build in leaving 10 minutes right. earlier every damn time. So what are the other things that you need to create as like a buffer around that practice? Yeah. So you can actually make it happen. And even I've been really good, I will say, actually since December, I started to kind of employ some of this in preparation for resolutions and thinking through this inventory checklist. I've had twice where I tried to do a yoga class after dropping Stella at school. So again, really hard if one of her teachers tries to gather, to grab me, to like tell me about an update or something. I feel like that would be so disengaging for me to be like, I got to run. But I know 110% if I had a patient appointment, I would tell them I have to run can we catch up over email or can I catch up after school? But as I know, and I'm watching the clock of my yoga class going, I have in two occasions said to myself, I don't care. I'm within the 10 minute window. I don't care what anyone in that room thinks about me walking in late. I need this. So I've claimed it on the latter end, but I need to keep working on the earlier end of that prioritization of self for sure. I love it. And I'd be happy to hold you accountable to these goals and continue to do so. If you're okay with that. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> transition. Oh my gosh. Uh, so let's talk about <laughs> as we go to close um, vision mapping and you know manifestations again about this idea. Like I talked about with body acceptance, it's so important in the process to be kind to yourself. So much on the same level of like canceling on yourself internal self-talk and being your own mean girl let's talk just like for a little bit about that because I think that's so important of when we're processing through maybe our shortcomings or if you set up a vision map maybe that also creates the dynamic of where you aren't um so how do you process Mm, through that mm -hmm. and like forgive yourself or how do you rewrite the script to not, my favorite line, should all over yourself, right? Like, so, oh, I should have done this. I shouldn't have uh, delayed my schooling. I shouldn't have gotten engaged to that guy, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. I love that phrase that you use. And then I know in Rachel's book, she pulls something of the same. It's like, um, you know, you don't need to be anywhere other than where you are today. So, like, looking at the timestamp of, like, I turned 30 this year, for example, and I look at the majority of my friends own homes and I don't. And I'm like, do I need to be, you know, not having that like timeline of your life of comparison, I think is huge as a piece of this. And then like with weight loss and things of that nature, I think it it gets even more so like I should be. And social media, because people only display, obviously, as we know, their highlight reel, right? And so then you're, as you're scrolling through these people, you're seeing their highlight reel and comparing that to your real life reel. (laughs) And mine's not a highlight reel. (laughs) I'll just say that. But for some people, it probably looks like that in terms of like. Probably my food. And that is my real reel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's My got her real, shit real. together in the, you know, pantry and fridge are always stocked. Like those right. questions for you were no brainers of and right. always. To Don't all look of those polished. Yep. She does not look polished. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's my authenticity. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So in that same sense. So right. That's where I can forgive. Like I know that I feel awesome if I go get a blowout before I do a lecture and I can release that. I'm not going to prioritize that and I'm going to embrace my natural wavy hair that isn't curly anymore after my child but isn't also straight and (laughs) I don't have the time and energy to devote to that but I don't shit on myself and shame myself for that and so it's a level of acceptance and then if there's parts that you really aren't accepting how can you still love yourself and speak kindly to yourself in the process of change right so maybe the commitment is that Um, I'm going to fit into my schedule, X, Y, Z, hygiene or self-care or whatever we call it. And and so I just think that that's an important thing. As you vision map, releasing the the guilt and shame and shoulds and get into the what you are going to do and identifying always within a construct of self-love. Sure. And it's not like a black and white thing where it's like, you know, you can't say, you know, if you're working on weight loss, for example, okay, you're working on your body. You don't have to hate your body in the process at the size it is now. So you can both love your body and work to shift or change something in your body at the same time. Yep. So you can rewrite the script whether you're saying like, ugh, I hate my thighs, right? So it's like an entry point of a a mean girl negative comment on self-image or uh, I don't own a house. Everyone else does. Or, uh, I don't even know what I want to be doing. And you can take that from a negative stance to just rewriting the script and workshopping it. So instead of you saying, I hate my thighs, um, you can say something like, 
I appreciate the fact that my body is a wonder and my liver is filtering two quarts of blood every minute. Or maybe that's really nerdy and in <laughs> Allie's mind. <laughs> I can and see what's going on your gratitude list maybe, like, as we're talking. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> maybe you want to just say, I appreciate the strength of my legs. They get me everywhere I need to go. And I was able to experience you know, this hike today because of my legs and something like that, very functional or with the like not owning a house thing, right? Reframing that to like, I am able to experience adventure. I'm able to have successes in other measurable ways that don't need to be compared. Just something that's very kind of like neutralizing and releasing, I suppose. And like, do you really even want to own a house? Right. Because like, is that, you know, it's just because it's on someone else's vision board. It doesn't have to be on yours. Yeah, Totally. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place for us to transition <laughs> so much into <laughs> wrapping up. I just want to hear, you know, as we're manifesting and, and kind of creating for the new year, what are you going to be making happen this year? I guess on a, a professional and oh brand gosh. level, what are yeah. what should we look what out for? Can you guys for? watch out 2019? Um, <laughs> let's keep me accountable. It's so- almost scary to give this girl a gold channel because... Uh, <laughs> She's going to be on fire. Oprah, <laughs> coming for you. Um, so I am excited to do more. I've, I've been really enjoying all the public speaking opportunities. Um, I last year spoke at Paleo FX and KetoCon for the second year. I'll be speaking at KetoCon again for sure this year. I would say professional outreach is really a targeted goal. So I spoke in November at the AADE, um, the Academy of... Um, diabetes educators and um, that was like endocrinologists and nurses and dietitians and I have a lot of things booked already for 2019. I'm going to Mississippi next month to um, talk to their dietetic association. I actually was so shocked to find out last week that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and um, which is an organization that like really encompasses the registered dietitian field um, actually listed the anti-anxiety diet as one of their recommended reads and they use the word ketosis in the description like I was so excited to be a pioneer in that sense of an RD that is a strong proponent of a low-carb diet and can speak to the biochemical and physiological processes so I want to keep I guess championing that um, expansion in the medical field to physicians, nurses, doctors. Uh, doctors are physicians, I guess. Dietitians, I meant to say. I have the anti-anxiety diet cookbook coming out in fall, and that's on Becky's vision map because she'll be doing all the photography for that. So we've just loosely started to talk about we're going to look at some plates and stuff maybe tomorrow. Um, so that will be coming out in the fall, and I hope to do a stronger, larger book tour. And now that I kind of know what I'm getting into, um, reach forward with that. And then more video content. I'm putting out as accountability ma- uh, factor that in uh, 2019, September, that's this year, September, I will be re- relaunching the YouTube channel. Becky and I had way too much fun doing these little Jillian Michaels <laughs> combat videos that I think we have to just keep putting more content out there that's relatable, snippet-sized, bite-sized pieces that are still mind-blowing food as medicine content to help you guys to continue your journey and process and also share with friends, family members, coworkers. So yeah, video content, speaking, another book, all the things. And I'm just pumped about continuing to grow and expand. And I'm so driven 
by the successes and changes that you guys all share with me on social media, directly in clinic, and also just on a listener's base. It's been so cool to be able to share the Naturally Nourished supplement line to a larger scale. And like I said, with the fulfillment change, that's a huge shift of 2019 is making these formulas even more widely available, if you will. And um, I can't wait to see how we can shift from influencing hundreds of thousands to millions in this year. And that's my vision, man. (laughs) You got it, girl. I mean, I'm scared and excited. And that's the thing about a goal. It's good that your word isn't mellow. Energy is a good word. It's a good word. We got a good synergy here. I wasn't feeling the mellow anymore. I'm like, sleep made me just sleepy for a year. (laughs) I I didn't just like sleep for a year. But no, energy's good. I think we're driving in the right... direction I'm super pumped and that's the thing about a goal it should like kind of scare the pants off of you half the time that's what like lights the fire under your ass to get the thing done and (laughs) yeah if you guys are listening and you're like I'm still a little lost I feel like I want to feel better in my body I cannot enough tell you that the most valuable content that we can offer you is through the virtual ketosis food as medicine program so you can still go get a class it's alliemillerrd.com backslash ketosis hyphen class actually i think it's forward slash someone corrected me on that girl it's called a forward slash i've been told whatever one is on the the main slash or the main one i don't even know where the main the other one is you could just go to books and programs on alley miller rd and then click just virtual keto class Allie Miller ketosis, it will come up as the first hit. (laughs) Last announcement on the horizon for those of you listeners that have been scared or nervous to take the plunge into any of my programs or offerings. We have some really cool stuff changing with the Allie Miller RD website where there's going to be a section called Get Started. And we have a breakdown with like quiz entry points of where you fit. And then we actually have it broken down to programs that we offer that will fit your needs as foundational tools access to labs with recommendations and the top five supplements that are going to support that process. So we have weight loss and keto, we have inflammation, we have hormones and mood stability as a topic. And what's the other one? Digestive function. Digestive function. And then then just just upgrade you. Upgrading. Let's just do this. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you had as much fun as we did today putting out information on manifestations, goal setting, and accountability. As always, please take a moment to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That really helps with ratings and helps to share this when people are searching for resources to support their body's function and use food as medicine. And if you've read the Anti-Anxiety Diet book, also going over to Amazon and leaving a review would be super, super impactful and I would really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. Go on over to the show notes for all the resources that we've empowered you and uh, definitely take that life inventory checklist. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.